Welcome to the Spirit Restored Podcast. This is where the curiosities of spiritualism meet the belief systems of members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. This podcast is only for those with an open mind. Join Ken Adams on his quest to find higher planes of spiritual experience. Welcome to the Spirit Restored Podcast today. I am Ken Adams and I'm excited to talk about a very important topic that comes from modern day psychology, mainstream spirituality, and how it connects to the beliefs of church of the members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And this topic today is called the power of the unconscious mind. And specifically, have you ever wondered, have you ever wondered about the creation and the nature of our spirit bodies? Have you ever wondered how God communicates with our minds? Have you ever wondered why the temple is such a powerful spiritual instrument? Have you ever wondered where revelation comes from? Well, a lot of these questions can be answered or at least better understood as we learn about the unconscious mind. And so first of all, what is the unconscious mind? Well, simply put, the unconscious mind is the part of the mind that we're not aware of. That's it, right? Or else we would be conscious of it. And so the more important question is, what does the unconscious mind do? Well, first of all, and one of the most important functions that it has is that it controls automatic processes, including running the body, preserving the body, controlling our heartbeat, how we breathe, our lungs. All of these are important things. Now, these are important because they keep us alive. But this podcast is more about the spiritual importances of the unconscious mind and other things that relate to spirit, right? So what does it mean for our spirit? So one thing that it does, it is the domain of our emotions, right? Have you ever been emotional at the same time as being spiritual? Well, it's the domain of our emotions. It's the unconscious mind. It also stores organizes, represses, and bring for, brings forward memories for resolution. And so if you've ever read in the scriptures, at the last day, it'll be easy to judge us because all of our, everything that we ever did in the history of our life will be, in the words of the scriptures, shouted from the rooftops, right? So our whole lives are actually being recorded in the unconscious mind all of it, every thought, every action, everything we say, everything we do, and everyone else, everyone in the whole world, in the whole universe, whatever it is, all of it is being recorded in the unconscious mind. And so interesting topic, right? So also the unconscious mind is highly moral and it takes everything personally. So everything that that we say or we do the unconscious mind takes it personally. It's highly moral. So another thing the unconscious mind does is it continually seeks for more. It's always looking for more light and truth, looking for more answers. It's looking for more experiences. It's looking for more of everything. It wants to expand. It wants to grow. It wants to become more and more and more. 
And another really cool thing is the unconscious mind only thinks in possibilities. In fact, it cannot process negatives, like negating a sentence. So in my mind, I think the unconscious mind really just wants to make everything possible. It just wants to make the impossible possible. In fact, it probably doesn't even think of the impossible. It only thinks of possibilities. So everything is possible to the unconscious mind. Another thing the unconscious mind does, which this is going to help you if you are wanting to understand the temple, is that it is symbolic. It is easy to communicate to the unconscious mind through symbolism. Have you ever been in the temple or have you ever read Isaiah? Or have you ever read other scriptures where your mind started to wander because the language or the artifacts or the, uh, the images were abstract and symbolic? Well, this is designed to help your unconscious mind learn, right? And it also works on the principle of least effort. And so because the unconscious mind is always expanding, wanting more and more and more and more, right? It's always wanting new experiences. You have to understand that it also works on the principle of least effort. And this is where some people might fall into addictive behavior, whereas other people actually might find that life becomes very easy and simple because they have everything aligned perfectly, which comes to the last point of the unconscious mind. Another thing it does is that it functions best as a whole and integrated unit. And so whenever someone's a full integrated unit, that desire of the unconscious mind to expand and want more and to achieve more along with its ability to do it in the easiest way possible, right? Whenever it's a whole and integrated being, that's going to provide a very prosperous and joyful life for that person. And so you have to think of it in that way that it's highly moral, right? It wants to be whole. It wants great expansion. It wants more knowledge, more light, more truth, more experience, and only thinks in possibilities. So what does this have to do with our spirits, right? And this is what the podcast is about, right? Is what does this have to do with our spirits? So first, and before we get to that though, I want to ask this question. How powerful is the unconscious mind? Well, according to Mihai Chitsamihai, who wrote the book on flow theory, he said that the unconscious mind can process one million to the billionth bits of information every second. Now, this is in relation to the conscious mind, which can only do 136 bits of information every second. So you can imagine how much information that is that is pretty much infinite, right? It's almost immeasurable. And some people say that the unconscious mind is comprised of all of the data and information in the universe, all in one spot in the unconscious mind. And even those in that, that preach yoga or yogic meditation, they say that the unconscious mind or, or that we as individuals, we're simply just the universe living a human experience. And maybe it's possible, maybe it is. 
but it's this idea that the unconscious mind is almost limitless. Basically, it is limitless in its capabilities, in its knowledge, in its data, its information. It begs the question of, is that where revelation comes from, right? If, if we have inside of us, within us, all of the information we need infinitely, then does revelation just come from ourselves? great question. I think it's one that you can ponder for yourself. So how is this possible though, right? How is this possible? I think scientists aren't quite sure. They're getting more information as they study the quantum field, as they study quantum physics, as they're starting to see how atoms interact. They're starting to learn how this could be possible. So more and more of this is coming into science but they're still not quite exactly sure. Now, what I'm going to say is that believing in the Bible, believing in scriptures, believing in God, this is going to help you understand how this is, is possible. And, and actually, I'm going to start shifting the word we use. We say unconscious mind in psychology, right? And I come from a background where in the last couple of years, I've dealt with clients and people that I've trained and I teach them about the power of the unconscious mind and we do incredible work mostly changing people's emotions people that were angry by default or depressed by default we are able with the unconscious mind with the power of it to change those emotions to learn from it and move on where people that were depressed or anxious before are no longer depressed or anxious and usually my clients make a lot more money because those emotions are no longer getting in the way. But really making money is only tapping the surface of everything that is possible within this. And so let's look at the scriptures though. And as we look in the scriptures, I'm going to change the word unconscious mind to intelligence. And for those of you that are aware of who Joseph Smith was, he was a prophet in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. For the, this is for those who are not aware. He was a prophet who received many revelations and he wrote them down. And he had a lot of incredible questions because he was always pursuing more knowledge, more light, more truth. And he wrote these answers down in a book called Doctrine and Covenants. And there are some pretty amazing, amazing revelations that are now being proven true by quantum physics and by scientists. And this was given to Joseph Smith in the 1800s. And so buckle up, this is going to be pretty cool. So let's start thinking of, instead of saying the unconscious mind, let's say intelligence or light and truth. Either one of those, intelligence or light and truth. And so the first scripture is about God. And this is in the book, Doctrine and Covenants. And by the way, if you don't know where to find this book, you can just Google it. It'll be online. Everything's online. So you can easily follow along if you want to. So it's in the book, Doctrine and Covenants, section 93, verse 36. And in this, this verse here, it says that the glory of God is intelligence or in other words, light and truth. So who is God? He is intelligence. He is light and, and truth. That is his glory. That is what makes him God, according to these scriptures. And now you remember when I said that 
the unconscious mind is a highly moral being, yeah? And it takes everything personally. Well, verse 37 in Doctrine and Covenants 93 says, light and truth forsake that evil one. So every, even in that, right, intelligence, light and truth, the unconscious mind, it's forsaking the evil one. There's no place for lies or deception with the unconscious mind. There's no place for evil. It's a highly moral being. So let's talk about us in relation to God, right? With, with this idea of intelligence. So in Doctrine and Covenants section 93 still, verses 29 through 31, these are quite amazing scriptures. It says, man was also in the beginning with God. Intelligence or the light of truth was not created or made, neither can be. So it's saying that intelligence was never created or made. It just was always there. Light and truth has always been there. It is eternal. So all truth is independent. Oh, this is a really key point. All truth is independent in that sphere in which God has placed it to act for itself. So if you're wondering where our ability to choose comes from, it comes from intelligence. That's where it comes from. As all intelligence also, otherwise there is no existence. Behold, here is the agency of man. So without intelligence, there is no existence. And without intelligence, there is no choice. There is no agency. So if we're, we're talking about the unconscious mind here, we're saying that the unconscious mind, that knowledge, that intelligence it gives us is actually what gives us agency. And I'm gonna define agency as the power to choose with some people having more agency than other people. And so the more light and truth you have, the more agency you have as well. So another scripture, Doctrine and Covenants 93 verse 35, in that same section, it says the elements are the tabernacle of God. Yea, man is the tabernacle of God, even temples. So earlier in this section, it talks about how we were, just the scripture we read, really, the one before this one, it said that man was in the beginning with God and we were light and truth and intelligence. And, and the glory of God is intelligence. And so we are the glory of God. We are the intelligence. And God is light and truth. God is intelligence. That is his glory. And the elements which are comprised of our body, that is the temple. That's what houses the glory of God. That's what houses his intelligence. So now we're getting more to the point here where we're seeing that intelligence is the glory of God. It's his knowledge. And we are God's temples because we hold all of his, all of his intelligence and glory. Do you see, do you start to see now how the unconscious mind can calculate one millionth to the billionth power per second bits information? Is it possible that that is the mind of God that is within us? And so a question that I have that we're going to answer here soon is how do we access that, right? Really a more interesting question right now on this point of the podcast is why don't we have all of that information available to us at all times, right? If it's there, then why don't we just, why isn't it all conscious right away? Well, in Doctrine and Covenants section 50 verse 40, it says, behold, ye are little children 
and ye cannot bear all things. Now, ye must grow in grace and in the knowledge of truth. So it is not the design to just give us all of that information. Light cleaveth unto light, truth cleaveth unto truth, virtue cleaveth unto virtue. It is our choice to have this knowledge. When we choose light, we receive light. When we choose virtue, we receive virtue. When we choose knowledge, we receive knowledge. And what is happening is we are proving to ourselves if we will be like God, right? And God is constantly seeking light, truth, knowledge, all of these things. That is his glory. So in order to glorify ourselves, we must do the same. And that is how we grow. And so these scriptures following here that talk about intelligence are going to go deeper into this. In the book of Abraham, which was a translated work by Joseph Smith, chapter 3, verse 19, once again, you can just Google this book and it will come up on the internet. And it says, And the Lord said unto me, These two facts did exist, that there are two spirits, one being more intelligent than the other, there shall be more intelligent than they. I am the Lord thy God, I am more intelligent than they all. And so what the scripture is saying is, when there are two intelligences, two spirits, one will be more intelligent than the other, and the one that has the most intelligence is God. God has all of the intelligence. And now this is starting maybe to change a little bit of the definition of intelligence, right? God has made everything that is unconscious conscious to him. And maybe it's possible that there's still some things unconscious to God that he's still gaining light and truth about, that he's still developing, that he's still learning because the uncon- whatever that unconscious knowledge is, is basically infinite, right? And the more light and truth that you have made for yourself to be conscious, right? This is where in mainstream spirituality, they talk about consciousness, right? Becoming conscious. The more you make conscious, the more intelligent you are. So intelligence here is not only the unconscious mind. It is what you have brought out of the unconscious mind and made conscious. Yeah. In this next scripture, it's going to talk about, you know, how, how do we increase in intelligence? And it says that which is of God is light. And he that receiveth light and continueth in God receiveth more light. And that light groweth brighter and brighter until the perfect day. This is in Doctrine and Covenants section 50, verse 24. So the more we pursue light, the more we pursue God, the brighter and brighter it will be until the perfect day. And, oh man, this is possibly the most important scripture of today's podcast. It says, whatever principle of intelligence. Now, this this is also uh, in... The book of Abraham it says, "Whatever principle of intelligence we attain, un- we attain unto in this life, will rise with us in the resurrection. And if a person gains more knowledge and intelligence in this life through his diligence and obedience than another, he will have so much the advantage in the world to come." So this goes back to the concept that I was just saying: is making the unconscious conscious. And some people have had the question before. They said, is, is our spirit the unconscious mind? And I'm going to say no. 
I don't think our spirit is the unconscious mind. I think our spirit was organized out of intelligence, like it says in the scriptures. And that intelligence is the unconscious mind. That intelligence, the unconscious mind is part of that intelligence, I'll say. And we can make more of that intelligence conscious to us as we pursue it. And so if you're looking for consciousness, you need to understand that one, the unconscious mind is a highly moral being. Two, it's always speaking in possibilities, right? What is possible? What is possible? Three, it wants to do it in the easiest way and it wants to constantly expand is number four. So when you think of these things, you start seeing how you can grow spiritually, right? You must look for light and truth. And another one, number five, is that the unconscious mind works best when it's an integrated whole unit, which if we think about what Jesus Christ did for all of us, he, he performed the at-one-ment, the atonement, right? He made it possible so that we can be whole again. And when we are whole, then the light and truth and knowledge that we receive will benefit us. It will make us more like God. With, without that, we're just going to feel these emotions and these desires, and it won't be conscious to us. So we won't have the direction that we want to go. And this is where people start having addictions, addictions to alcohol, addictions to drug, addictions to their phone, addictions to pornography. It's because they have not gained this light and knowledge and truth and intelligence that will ultimately give them the agency and the power of choice in order to make the choices that they want to make. And so as you learn about this, yeah, as you look in scripture, as you talk to your family and friends about this, as you seek God daily in your life, you're going to find more light and truth in your life. Now, thank you for listening today. And next week, I want to dive more into hypnosis again, because hypnosis allows us to access the unconscious mind. And specifically, I want to talk about the temple and hypnosis and how this is going to open up the temple for you when you go. I won't be talking about things that necessarily happen in the temple. I will simply be talking symbolically. And for those of you that have been to the temple, you'll know what I'm talking about. For those that you have not been to the temple, uh, you will get an idea of what's important about it for sure. So that'll be next week. Please share with your friends and family this podcast. I want this podcast to grow and reach because it is so necessary for today's society, especially for members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and for those that are highly spiritual people that have no idea what the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is about. They also need to hear this podcast because these scriptures are going to integrate so well with them. It's going to help their minds come together and be like, wow, there's actually so much light and truth and knowledge here because most people that are spiritual that I know that are that are not members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, they are looking for light and truth. They're looking for that knowledge. They're pursuing it. And this podcast, when you share it, as you share it with your friends, 
they're going to have an opportunity to start to understand these scriptures and start to understand the importance of what was revealed to Joseph Smith, what is found in the Book of Mormon, and what is found in the New Testament. So please share this with your friends, show your support, and I'm excited to talk about temples next week. Until then, thank you. Ken loves to get feedback from his audience. Send him a private message or write a review so that he can discuss topics that are most relevant to your spiritual experience. Thank you for listening today and remember to join next week.